Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that we have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from a gynecologist. You know, the one he secretly likes to watch women give blowjobs. I could be reading from your local insurance agent who likes to tour homes just to see their playrooms. I could be reading from the receptionist at your work. You know, the one she secretly likes to have her toy on during work and let strangers play with her during the day. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, or even if you just want to say hello, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously on the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember by submitting a confession or question or anything else, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years of age and legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. We reserve the right to change names and other identifiable information, and you're releasing all rights to your creation. It's October. I love October. Actually, the last week of September to like right in now when the leaves start changing, I get this itch to jump in my Jeep and just go back roading and look at all the leaves and the colors changing. I think, you know, those first few weeks of spring to the last couple, it's amazing the changes that the world does just in those few little weeks right there. Not only that, usually it's some of the best weather. It's just warm enough, but cool in the wind, in the evening that you can leave your windows open, let some fresh air in, that kind of thing. What do you guys do in the fall? I, I get in this mood where I want to bake. I know that's not sexy, but baking naked is. Maybe naked with an apron? Have we ever baked or cooked naked? I haven't. I honestly haven't. I have, however, cooked in a bra panty set. It's been a long time, but I have. So maybe I should try that again sometime. Yeah, he probably just made a mental note of it. (laughs) Don't forget, there's crazy winter nights coming up. Crazy summer nights. Two dates this year. And I believe June, I should have just asked him. Darn it. I was on the phone with him. I think June is sold out. Don't quote me on that. Um, Reach out to me if you have any questions about that. I will let you know. Also, I am working on a project over here for you guys. Um, Something I'm dipping my fingers in. Um, It's almost pulling close. And you know me, I'm not going to tell you unless I know 100%. Also, the ASN Magazine Awards that was scheduled to air on September 18th is now been moved to obviously, (laughs) November 6th. Sorry, I have been a little lazy. I didn't realize it. And I should have told you last week. And I apologize because I knew I just kind of scratched my mind. Or maybe I told you I'd let you know and I never did. That's probably what it really ended up happening. We'll go with that story. But November 6th, 8pm uh, Eastern Standard Time. So if not, um, look it up. It's also on Twitter, 
probably everywhere else they're at. Um, I'll also have it listed below a link to their website so you can check it out there. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have some whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, firstly, I just want to make sure there is someone out there. I came across your podcast during long drives, and I found some of them pretty cool, especially the ones that are clearly true. I have never confessed to anyone the things that my wife and I have gotten up to, and truly I felt I would take them to my grave. So although these are 100% true stories, there are some elements that I have changed. So if my wife ever hears you, she will not be exactly aware they are about her or me. However, the basis of the story, no matter how far-fetched it may seem, is the truth. So my wife and I have been together for the past 20 years. I met her when she was just 20 to 21, and I'm seven years older. She was brought up in a village in Central Europe, and I am a British guy. Central Europeans tend to be a bit more liberated than us Brits, but I did not really know that at the time. When I met her, she had just finished a long-term relationship with a guy she was supposed to be married to. A bit of a big deal. So I felt at the time she was pretty innocent and didn't really question about any other partners, assuming there were none to speak of, being that she was 20. Anyway, I'd later find out from her that she was not as innocent as I thought, that locally she had enjoyed lots of one-night stands with local guys after a night of the dance club, and even had to be known to have sex with more than one guy within the evening. She seemed to be known as a blowjob specialist. I found this out many years into our relationship, but it explains a lot. When we first got together, she was super jealous to the point that this would often cause an issues and furious arguments. This, of course, acted as more evidence for innocence than I thought she had. Me, myself, I had a reasonable experience, but I was never a sex fiend, though I've become one over the years more confident and more direct. Anyway, our relationship was really volatile at the start, almost toxic, with the jealousy that she displayed. At one point, it ended our relationship for a period, and I had rather provoked it, sleeping with a woman that I should never have done, but I felt so enclosed that when I had the opportunity for freedom, I took it too far. This ended our relationship for a period. In fact, ended it because of the guilt. Knowing what I know now, she was never really super angry enough to end it herself. Anyway, during this down period, we were still sharing a house. She went out for a one night and came back at 4 a.m., clearly to make a point. She had met a guy in a club and went back to his place he had fucked her. I felt jealous, which I'd never felt before after a huge fight. That same night, around 6 a.m., I fucked her, and it was the most intense sex. It was amazing. The thing that added to it was that they had not worn protection, and I could clearly feel the wetness of his cum inside of her. She admitted this, but though neither of us admitted how much it turned us on, it was the most crazy, intense feeling. It was just amazing, but we never spoke about it except angrily when making sure that our sexual health was scanned. After this, 
we got back together. Look, we're an attractive couple. I'm not just saying this. She's a size six, eight. She worries about being European size eight. She is stunning, petite, dark hair, back then, now blonde. She's the kind of girl that any man would look at if she walked by. And she has a sexy attitude, always dressed in a very sexy way, and sometimes gets too much attention to the point that I have to remind them and us of our status. The key to highlight is the attention she gets from other women. Women always come on to her in clubs, etc. Me, I am handsome, I think. No beer belly. I keep myself fit and healthy. I've never had an issue with my looks. I'm not going to get a big headed. We are both lucky. We've always spoken about sharing with other couples, and she has always spoken about bringing another woman in for a threesome. But she and I, for that matter, have always been against a full swap, or so I thought. One day at a party, a couple was there, our neighbors. We had always had that conversation. If we were ever going to do it, it'd be with them. Anyway, the party went on and we were in a huddle with the other couple. I was a little drunk and high, and the conversation got heavier and heavier. I was not really taking too much notice, but they and my wife were planning. Before I knew it, we were all in a taxi heading back to their place with a small hesitation, which was then instantly broke by my wife, who started to process and the clothes came off instantly. I vaguely remember some rule setting. I was really drunk, but things started to progress. We started having sex as a couple, and it was so hot. It was amazing. I really did put on a sterling performance, even if I do say so myself. The couple later told us how amazing it looked just watching us. Anyway, there was supposed to be no full swap. I got a blowjob off the other woman, which was okay, but when my wife joined her, it suddenly became amazing. The other couple had sex, and my wife had her first girl-on-girl experience. This is when it gets a bit tricky. My wife was giving me a blowjob. She was fully engrossed in the moment, as was I. She was between my legs on all fours. The other couple were taking a breather. And then, as I was getting a blowjob, the guy came up from behind my wife and entered her from behind after a short play with her pussy. She struggled to accommodate him for a second, as though his cock is a bit shorter than mine, but it's really thick. Neither of us expected this at all. She looked at me for approval or in shock. I was not sure which, but I was stunned regardless. Anyway, he pumped a few times, and she politely pushed him away. When he first entered her, there was an audible gasp, and she could not hide the look of ecstasy on her face. No matter what, I'll always remember her look. It was beautiful. Amazing. I both hated her and loved her more even more at that point. After the night, my wife even refused to acknowledge that he was inside her at all, claimed that we were all too drunk. We met the couple after many times, but just as friends. The wife in the couple always whispers in my ear that I'd be the only other guy for her, but it's never gone that far again. For weeks after, my wife and I fucked every day, sometimes multiple times, passionate and hard. My cock was almost always erect when she was near, and I've never felt her so wet, 
to the point that she squirted during sex on a number of occasions. Now she had never done that before. Something had changed. She was a different woman. This was when she made a confession of her late teenage life during the pillow talk. By the time she was 19 years old, legal age for consent, in Europe it's mostly 16. She confessed to fucking at least 40 guys and giving many more blowjobs. As beautiful as she was, she was the local slut. She just loved sex, and she was very, very good at it. It was slightly challenging to think of all these years. Maybe I've just not been enough for her. Anyway, a couple of years later, I took her to Prague on business. We arrived in Prague on Tuesday and had a night out. My meeting was on Thursday, and we had Wednesday free. On a very, very, very rare occasions, we like to score a little cocaine, or Charlie, as we call it here. On our day out in Prague, I managed to score some. The thing is, it makes her more hornier than ever. As a male, it has a good reaction on me, but makes your penis small. Anyway, towards the mild afternoon, we were both high, and we kind of dared each other into going into a swingers club. We chose the center of Prague. It was open all day, and we had got there when it was a little strange. It was based in the middle of the housing estate of the suburbs. When we first arrived, it was pretty empty around 6 p.m. Just a few guys there, an odd couple, a real mix of ages. We had some drinks and people watched and had a few chats. Later, it got busier, but mainly men arriving. Turns out, though I did not know that Wednesdays were gangbang day. To be continued. Ken. Okay, I can say with all certainty, there is a part two here. (laughs) Ken is not a tease. Well, he is a tease, but he does pay off. So we do have payoff next week. If it, I will make sure that Darcy has this in the rotation for next week. Not patron. It will be public out there for you guys to hear gangbang Wednesday. So going to the swingers club and you guys had the other gentleman and you were clearly drunk. So I'm curious, did you remember the, I mean, did you even know rules going in? I mean, did, and you guys had made it a fantasy or you said, if you were ever going to have a couple, it would be them. Did it, it turned you on and bothered you. If I remember the sentences, right. Uh, that he entered her. Do you think back I'm betting, well, first of all, I'm betting this is in your spank bank. And I'm wondering, has it crossed your mind to have a full swap again? Not in, but maybe just the same way. I found it very hot and exciting that they watched you and you could watch them while she was blowing you. That is pretty hot. That's something that I think I would be curious about, about joining in. I mean, I've had a little bit of that experience, but never with someone. So thinking back, absolutely. I think I'd want this again. I don't know. I definitely like you. I couldn't swap rooms. I think I'd always want my partner there. I'd always want to see because that that is a big turn on for me to watch my partner be so turned on, watch his eyes, watch how he gets just that gets me that is a very much a turn on. So 
I would want to do it again. I don't know if I would want to do it so close to home as we all know. So the question is here in this part one of a two-parter, I'm guessing, could you do it? Would you, since they're neighbors, would you cross that line? Could you cross that line? If it was a good, even good chemistries, can something can happen and make friction? And would you let him continue fucking her? Would you give her the nod of approval or him the nod of approval and enjoy watching them, watching the lust, watching the ecstasy? Because we all know the way, the position that she was in, he may have been fucking her, but her full attention was clearly on him. And I know that if I was in that position, I wouldn't be thinking of the guy attached to the dick that was fucking me. I would clearly be looking at him and be so centered and focused on him also. Not the dude fucking me, my lover, of course. So what are we thinking here? Could you do it? I think you guys could. Dear Nikki, I've always been as seen as a typical American guy. I chased all the girls in high school. I joined the military. I got married and had a beautiful child. When I left the military, I moved my family back home and went to work in my community. Unfortunately, things didn't work out with the marriage and I ended up divorced. I quickly found another girl and got married again about a year later. After about 15 years, I caught her cheating and decided to end the marriage. That's when I met my person, the one girl who finally understood who I truly was, the one who would encourage me to be authentically me. So I married her. During my first marriage, I did my best to stay faithful, but my best wasn't good enough. I was tempted by the blonde bombshell, who we will call Linda, and fell victim to her advances. Linda would do things to me that my wife had no intention ever considering. She truly loved oral sex. She would suck my cock anytime and anywhere, and I wanted her to. She would wrap her hands around my seven thick inches and work it with her mouth, tongue, and throat. She was the first one who ever deep-throated my cock and swallowed every drop of cum. She asked me to fuck her ass something I had never done before. I told her I had no experience with anal sex, but that I was excited to try. She laid me down on the bed and rubbed my cock with her mouth while she lubed her asshole with Astroglide. She then faced me, started to lower her ass onto my rigid dick, and said, Let me drive. She started to ride me slowly at first, but then started to gain speed and intensity. Within about a minute of being her tight hole, I told her I was ready to come. Linda leaned forward and put her hands on my legs, then to spread her legs so wide, I could see her glistening and drenched pussy, as well as my cock, sliding in and out of her asshole. I'm going to come too, she told me, and continued to fuck my bare cock. She started to squirt. Her eyes and her ass got even tighter. Her pussy erupted. I was drenched from her juices squirting out of her cunt. I was young and stupid and made the decision that I would divorce my wife for Linda, which I did about six months later. Little did I know that I would finally catch her cheating on me 15 years later. 
which I undoubtedly deserved because of my own transgressions during my first marriage. I had no idea that she had been cheating, but my detective work showed me that she had been doing it for years with several different partners. I was devastated, but I refused to be lied to, so I divorced her. That's when I finally found my person. After my second divorce, I figured I would swear off relationships for a while, which I did for about a year. I didn't go out with anyone. I didn't even hook up with anyone. I didn't want to have to rely on anybody, which taught me to rely on myself, much like every other person in the world. I'd masturbated every now and then, but during my hiatus from relationships, I was doing it a lot more. With porn being virtually free on the internet, it was easy for me to give in to my imagination and search for other things that I might like. I never knew that I liked so much. I found I really enjoy interracial sex, transsexual sex with both men and women, and even glory hole sex. But what really turned me on was non-humiliating cut-cold sex. I loved watching the man prepare his woman for her bull. I even got into watching a man prepare the bull's cock for his woman. It was during that time of enlightenment that I found her. Susan and I had been friends for a few years, but we had never gotten an opportunity to go any further. But with her being single and me being divorced, I figured it was finally time to give it a try. She agreed to grab a drink with me one night and we talked for hours. We talked about everything, to include our wants, desires, and fantasies. I had always felt very comfortable and open with Susan, so I told her about my newly found sexual desires. To my surprise, she told me she was totally into everything I was into. Everything. We agreed to get together soon and discuss it more. A few days later, we went out again for dinner and drinks. She was wearing a skimpy little miniskirt with a very thin, tight white blouse. We had a few drinks, and the conversation started to get heated and turn into sex. Susan told me that she had been thinking a lot about our talk during our previous encounter, and that it made her very horny to think that I had, might be willing to be a cuckold for her. But I would want it to be more of a stag-fixin' relationship. If you're willing, she told me. I would want you involved. I'd want there to be boundaries for both of us. I would want us both to be comfortable in exploring each other's desires with each other respectfully and with each other's consent. I replied that I'd absolutely love to do that with her. We agreed with each other that anything we'd want to try, we would only do it with each other. Susan would be my vixen and I would be her stag. That night, we had some of the best sex I'd ever had in my 49 years on this earth, and it hasn't stopped. One night, I told her I'd like to watch her take an anonymous cox through a glory hole, so we found a relatively clean adult theater to go visit, got nice and hot with each other in the main theater, then retired to the glory holes. In our booth, I watched her take cock after cock down her throat, which totally turned me on. She saw how hot I was, watching her swallow all those cocks for me, and turned to me and asked me to fulfill one of her fantasies. Would you suck a cock for me? 
and let me masturbate while I watch you, Susan asked. It would totally make me come. I'd never sucked the cock before, but I'd be lying if I said I hadn't ever thought about it. My goal is always to make her happy, both personally and sexually, so I agreed. Susan motioned for me to come to the glory hole, smiled sheeplessly at me, and then slowly guided an anonymous cock she was holding into my mouth. She then reached for my hand and wrapped it around the shaft. She whispered to me, Do to that cock what you would want to done to you, and try to make him come. I must admit, even though I was nervous, I was actually enjoying what I was doing, partly because I knew Susan was enjoying the show, and partly because I had fantasized about sucking cock before and was living out that fantasy. The cock was probably average, not scary long, but kind of thick, so it was a good initial experience for me. I worked him slowly at first, simply moving my head back and forth. When I looked back at Susan, she was two fingers deep into her soaked pussy, working it feverishly. Do to that cock what you want done to you, she said again. Make him feel good. I took her direction and immediately started to use my lips, my tongue, my hands, and even the back of my throat. I was really enjoying the feel of that cock in my throat, all while Susan pounded her pussy with her fingers. She announced pretty loudly she was going to come. And so she did, so very loudly. It was at that moment I felt the warm gush of slippery cum on my tongue, wanting our anonymous coxman to feel as good as Susan and I were feeling. I thrust my face forward and swallowing every bit of his cock that I could get in my mouth on. It seemed like an eternity that he was in my mouth and throat, and I didn't miss a single drop. As I pulled my mouth off the cock that had just popped my dick sucking cherry, I made sure to say thank you and licked the last drops of cum from the tip. I turned and looked at Susan, and she said to me, That was so fucking hot, baby. You suck cock better than me. Since that night in the glory hole, so much more has happened. We've found that we really enjoy going to lifestyle resorts and meeting other like-minded people. After a lot of introspective reflection, we both realize that we're bisexual and have shared each other's first true bisexual encounters with each other. It's amazing the things you can experience together when there is total and complete trust in your relationship. We are both so glad we finally found each other and that we can help each other realize and enjoy the fantasies and pleasure we both once thought impossible. Newly by. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I love when I read couples are finding something and they truly move into embracing it with each other and exploring those boundaries and trust and and just a new deeper connection because it doesn't stop after we say I do. And it doesn't stop once things change. It may it may change. Our sexual desires are not the same as we were when we're 20, as in we're in our 30s or 40s or plus. We're more mellow. We're crazy and we party still, but we're more sure about our things and what we want and how we like to do things. Are we still teachable? Yeah, I'm so fucking lootly. 
But there's nothing like looking over and seeing your partner and knowing they're giving you their 100% authentic self and can explore your 100% authentic self. You're very inspiring, Newly Bai, and Mrs. Newly Bai, I guess we should say, right? Because you guys found each other. I met a man once, well, on the lines, not physically, and he was a regular. He didn't call often, but when he did, we always talked about his adventures with his wife. And like you, Newly Bai, he was multiple times married, but not on his third. He was just on his second. And he married the first wife, and it got stale within 20 years. And she just, and she he tried. And she, I remember him saying that she said, I'm not that whore. I'll never be your whore. And it made him, he said, hearing that from her made him feel dirty, like his sexual desires are dirty. So once they divorced and everything was settled, he met his current wife. And he said on the very first date, kind of like much like you two did, he sat down and was very honest with her, what his wants, desires and needs were. And said, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And this is what you're going to get. This is what I have to offer. Are you willing to explore it with me? And she took that chance. I haven't talked to him in, oh, say a year or two. But last I heard, they're exploring, not as much as they used to, but they still are. He still has the desires and needs, and so does she. So let me ask you this. If you were in that kind of, you know, arrangement where your marriages or relationships of long term have ended, at what point in the dating lifestyle do we go with a potential partner that we think things are hitting off right? And I'm not saying, okay, that guy did it on the first. And I don't even think it, I think I that part of the story wrong. It wasn't the first date. It was like the third date. So at what dating point when you have that conversation of this is what I'm looking for, that you think, okay, might go on, do you need to lay your cards out on the table? I think it's better to be honest, brutally honest, even if it's shockingly honest of what you need and desires are, because hiding that only adds friction. And why hide that part of yourself? You never know what the partner that you're interested in may just have the same kinks as you. I mean, look at newly by. He took a chance and he hit it out of the park. It sounds like, could you do that though? Could you be brutally honest? Because I believe if you can't and you're hiding something, that little thing, are you really giving your partner the one that you're saying, I love you, you're my world or any other love decorations you're giving? Are you truly giving them your 100 authentic self? Question for a thought, huh? I'd really like to know. Happy Halloween, Nikki. I just found your podcast and I want to say it is amazing. I look forward to every new drop that you do. Thank you for what you do and making all of us feel seen. A few years back, just after I turned 20, I moved into a new place with a friend and a Halloween was coming up. We went all out as this was the first time living alone. So we bought a bunch of candy and had as many Halloween decorations as we could afford. October 31st comes around and the plan is to hand out candy to trick or treaters for a couple hours 
Then we would go to a friend's house who was having a party. We both got dressed up in our costumes, and we were both dressed as Harry Potter characters, which were basically schoolgirl outfits, but I had a robe I could wear to make it appropriate while children were around. At around five, kids start showing up, and my roommate starts getting ready for the party, leaving me alone to hand out candy. As I'm standing at my doorstep, I realized that this night was going to be filled with one of my greatest weaknesses, DILFs. Throughout the night, guys come up to me with their kids. I hand out candy and flirt with a tease the dads a little. Later in the evening, as things were getting quieter and other people's houses were starting to shut off their lights, I see a guy and his two kids walking up to our house. He looks hot. So I decided to adjust my robe a little and let my cleavage stick out a bit. They get to my door and we make the usual chit chat. I tell the kids how good they look and the dad tells me he likes my costume as well. I look down to them and tell them they can take as much candy as they can grab. They both took two huge handfuls. The dad thanks me. I turn and look up at him while subtly trying to squeeze my tits together to try them make a little better and say, You're welcome, Daddy. Does Daddy want a treat? He smiles and makes sure I can see his ring and tells me he shouldn't and that they should be going. I put the candy down and wait for more people to come, but there were my last visitors. My roommate leaves for the party, and I tell her I'll get ready and I'll meet her there. I head inside and take off my robe and then get a knock at the door. I go to answer it. And it's the dad from earlier, but no kids. He looked really nervous and tells me, Sorry if I'm wrong about this, but did I read our conversation earlier correctly? I step back into the house and tell him, I think he understood perfectly. He steps in, follows me, and shuts the door. I lead him upstairs to my living room, and he puts his hand around my waist to lean in and kiss me. He's gentle with me and kisses me softly for a while. Both his hands slide up and down and grab my ass firmly. He picks me up and I wrap my legs around him as he carries me across the room to the kitchen counter where he places me down. His lips leave mine and he moves down onto his knees, lifts up my skirt and pulls down my panties, then puts my legs over his shoulders. I look down to see his head disappear into my skirt and then feel his tongue begin to run through my pussy, and he starts off slow with his tongue, exploring me, and he starts to go faster. As he feels me getting wetter, I start feeling the tip of his tongue against my clit, flicking up and down, quickly now, and not long after I feel myself losing control. I grab the counter, and my legs begin shaking, and I moan out loudly. He stands up, and I sit there for a moment, breathing heavily after an amazing orgasm. He leans towards me again, and I thank him with a kiss. I hear his pants drop to the ground, and then he pulls me to the edge of the counter. I feel his cock press against me, and then with his hands around my waist, he pulls me as he thrusts and begins to fuck me. I put my arms around his neck, and my legs wrap around him. He starts to get more aggressive with it, and begins fucking me harder. 
He grabs my hair and pulls it back, making me look up so he can kiss my neck. Fuck me, daddy. And then I feel him unloading inside me. He pulls back and kisses me some more, then tells me he needs to get back to his wife. I gave him my phone number and he left. I cleaned myself up and left for the party. And while I was there, I get a text from him saying that was amazing and that we needed to find some time to do it again. We hooked up a quite a few times while I lived there, but unfortunately, I had to move away after a couple of months. Sarah. Well, hello, you dirty, dirty slut, Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, dilfs are sexy. We're all fucking one, possibly. Maybe even a gadilf. Gadilfs are sexy, too. Especially if they have silver hair. But we all know about that, right? So here's a little story. Do you have your ears ready? Maybe it's a Nikki confession myself. So while having sex, amazing sex with this person, he was fucking me hard. And I remember him saying, well, actually me, oh God, oh God. And all I heard was, call me Vicka. And I called him Vicka. I said, oh, Vicka, oh, Vicka. I don't remember if I used the British accent because it felt so good. Came all over him. I know I squirted on his cock. Next thing I know, the next day, we're laying in bed and we're making out again and getting to go for round three that day. And I looked at him, I go, by the way, yesterday, did you, was I, did you ask me to call you vicar? And he goes, well, yeah, I figured if I was making you see, oh, God, that maybe you should call me Vicar. True story. And he's probably listening. So <laughs> I probably made him blush. Anyway, so there's a little confession on me. I wonder how my Vicar is doing. Mm, maybe I should give him a call. What do you guys think? I need another round. I think this is a perfect place to stop for the day. I want to thank you again for joining me. Remember, if you have any confessions, you can send them to me directly or anonymously under the website. All links are down below. You can message me on social media. I will answer even if it takes me a bit. Um, kind of busy catching up over here and getting ahead. But I will answer. So there we go. Don't forget Crazy Winter Nights. Those links are all down below. ASN Magazine Awards have been moved to November 6th at 8 p.m. That sounds right. I'll double check. Listen to the beginning because I did go hit pause and go look then. Now I'm not. I'm just trying to remember. I really should take notes and I say that every day and I never take notes. So there we go. I don't think I have any other news. Hopefully the news I think I might have will come up maybe next week. I need to do some more research. So that's on my agenda too. And in closing, hello lover. Why don't you come tie me to that cross? blindfold me and eat me till I beg you to stop what do you think I really want to know and until next time ladies and gentlemen have a very fabulous week <laughs>